The Christian life cannot be reduced to a man-made list of things to do and not to do. However, when God gives a specific list in Scripture, we must take careful note of His priorities. Today, we examine the Lord's to-do list found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we uncover divine instructions for the last days. We are quickly coming to the end of this to-do list the Lord gives us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. These things He wants us to do in light of the soon return of Jesus Christ. And what a list it has been. And now as we come near the end of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we come to an interesting section of verses. Very personal, uh, very uh, uh, intimate, uh, loving verses. Listen to them, please. Beginning in verse 25, the Apostle Paul writes to this church family and says, Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. Now, what do we learn from this? It would be easy to say, well, that was for them. Oh, no, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Uh, this letter may not have been written to you, but it was written for you. So what do we learn from these verses about the Lord, about God's family, and about our responsibility in it? I think there's one great truth, and it is this. God wants us to stay close to the family. He wants closeness within the family of God. And look, in, in evil days and difficult times, this is not a time to stray. This is not a time to get out of church and at odds with God's people. I'm thinking of Hebrews 10.25 that says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Isn't it ironic that the nearer we get to the coming of Christ, people are further and further from church. They're less connected than they've ever been, and yet it's supposed to be the exact opposite. It's at this time that Christ and Christ's church are to have their greatest place in our life because any moment we're going to see the Lord Jesus. Now, these are family verses. He's used fam family language throughout the entire chapter. But when you come to these three verses, did you notice the word brethren in all three? Listen to them again. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. You almost get the idea he's trying to stress the idea of their family relationships. I travel all the time preaching and ministering in different places, and I've often said that for me one of the great joys of that, though I have to at times be away from my family and my church family, is that I can go halfway around the world, get off an airplane where I know no one, and in a matter of a few moments feel very much at home because... I'm with family. You see, if you're a child of God, if He's your Father, then we're brothers. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a family. And this is a time to stay close to the family. There are three definite principles in these three verses. Let me share them with you. First of all, we should stay in prayer for each member of the family. He says, brethren, pray for us. Now, I think it's very significant that Paul is saying to them, after he's told them he's prayed for them, would you pray for me? You see, preacher and people need prayer. Every member of the family, every sheep in the flock needs prayer. And what is prayer? Prayer at its very heart is really a family conversation. Prayer is really coming into the living room of heaven, 
the throne room of the Heavenly Father. That's what prayer is. Isn't that beautiful? And though by geography sometimes we're separated by many miles from one another, there's one thing we can do together. And there's one place we can all go together. We can all go together to the throne room of God. What a glorious thought to think all around the world at this moment there are family members talking to the Father and the Father hears every one of them. And my prayers can go where I cannot. I can't be with every member of the family, but I can pray for them. And I should pray for them. And so I wonder, who are you praying for today? Who do you need to be praying for today? When the Holy Spirit brings family members, I'm talking about church family members, to your mind, other believers, pray for them. When you, when you hear news about people, instead of just taking that in or repeating it, turn it to prayer, pray for them. Uh, let every remembrance, every reminder be a prayer prompter. Number one, pray for each member of the family. Now here's the second one, verse 26, greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. Now, somebody says, well, we don't do that today. No, there's a cultural context here and that Eastern custom. They, they greeted one another with a holy kiss. Uh, even to this day, if you travel in the Middle East, oftentimes instead of shaking hands, they greet one another with a kiss on each cheek, and that's a kindness. But he uses an interesting word here. He says, with an holy kiss. This is more than just say hello. This is more than just be friendly. Certainly we should be friendly. He that hath friends must show himself friendly. But there is a revelation here uh, of God's love in it. it. This kiss, this greeting, is a sanctified greeting because God is in it. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 14 is very similar. It says, Greet you one another with a kiss of charity. That's a word for the love of God. So we're to stay full of love for one another, and we're to demonstrate that love. Now, this kiss is not the insincere kiss of a Judas, and it's not the impure kiss of a harlot. What is it? It's a kiss of friendship. It's a kiss of fellowship. It's a kiss of family. I'm saying to you that we should demonstrate true sincerity in our relationships and true purity in our relationships with other members of the family of God. Uh, there should be real friendship, sacred friendship, divine fellowship. Uh, there should be a love demonstrated for one another that is obviously different from what this world calls love. Uh, that's why 1 Corinthians 13 is one of the great chapters of, of the Bible because it shows us the greatest thing in the world, which is the love of God, the more excellent way. Stay close to the family. Stay in prayer for one another. Stay full of love toward one another. And then, listen to the final one, verse 27, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle or this letter be read unto all the holy brethren. Stay in the word with one another. You see, in these times uh, that Paul is writing, everybody didn't have their own copy of the Scriptures to read and study like we do today. We take so much for granted, don't we? I'm in my study at this moment and have so many copies of the Bible right here on my shelf and right here on my desk, right at hand, and people around the world that don't have such access. Lord, forgive us for taking that for granted. Uh, but in these early church days, they didn't have their own copy of the Scriptures. So these were publicly circulated letters, and they gathered together to hear not just the words of Paul, but the Word of God. I want to say to you that same anticipation should be found in us when we come to Scripture. Both personally and publicly, we need to stay in the Word. We need to stay excited about hearing what God has to say to us, simply through the reading of Scripture. I said to a church not long ago, we need an old-fashioned revival today just of Bible reading. People today don't even read the Bible anymore. 
Even people in church barely read the Bible. Read the Word of God privately. Read the Word of God publicly. Stay in prayer for one another. Stay full of love for one another. Stay in the Word with one another. When you do that, staying close to the Father and close to the family, what that's going to do, it's going to protect you from so many ills and evils in this present world as we near the end of time. I'll remind you, there's a family reunion coming very soon. Oh, you've never been to a family reunion like this one. Around the throne of God, the whole family in heaven and earth, Paul said, is going together someday. What a day that's going to be. But until that family reunion comes, meet with the family of God every week. Fellowship with the family of God. Pray for the family of God. Study the Bible with the family of God. Stay close to the family and stay close to the Father. You'll be glad you did when Jesus comes again. We hope you will take the time to read through 1 Thessalonians 5 and ask the Lord to help you do what matters most to Him today. Thank you for listening and praying for this Bible teaching ministry. Find out more at scottpauley.org. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.